This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. New Zealand is heading to a general election on the 14th of October in a vote that's predicted to see a big shake-up of the Kiwi government. It's also the first election since the former Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern stepped down. So, ahead of the election, we're going to look at some of the key issues as well as the many parties that could form a coalition government after New Zealand votes. Squish Shortcuts is your backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. October 14th, that's the day of the New Zealand general election. Claire, it's also the day of Australia's referendum on the voice to parliament. Yeah, pretty busy day, the 14th of October. (laughs) So we just thought that while there's a bit of clear air before we head into that date, uh, we would take a look over the ditch and preview what is shaping up to be a very interesting election in New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. The polls are pointing to a change of government away from the majority Labor-held parliament and towards a national party-led coalition. But first, some context, Claire. The big moment in New Zealand politics that many will remember from the start of this year was when Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister at the time, announced that she would be stepping down. Yeah, so that was in January, if you can believe it. I don't know whether it feels a lot further away than that or a lot sooner, but she had, of course, been Prime Minister of New Zealand since 2017, since October of that year. So after five and a bit years, it was a bit of a surprise to many when she announced that she would resign. Ardern had led the country through the crisis Christchurch mosque attacks, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, of course, all of those ups and downs that come with those sorts of major events. And when she resigned, she said that she just didn't have enough in the tank. So this election is happening in the shadow of Jacinda Ardern's leadership and in the shadow of her landslide win at the last election. But Claire, it is worth noting that at the time of her resignation, Ardern and her Labor Party were facing some of their worst poll numbers of her time in office. Yeah, it's probably good to note that support for Labor hasn't collapsed since she left. It was already on the slide and it's pretty much the situation still as Kiwis head to the October poll. Labor's polling going in is in the 26 to 33% support range, which is way too low for a win. Yes, it is too low, but hold that thought because there are some quirks in New Zealand's electoral system that we will get into in a moment. But first, Claire, let's take a look at what the issues are in this election. So first up, and this is a biggie, the cost of living. Yeah, so New Zealand is having the same kind of inflation issues that Australia and so many other nations are having at the moment. Uh, In New Zealand, the cost of food, particularly fruit and vegetables, is up significantly as are power bills and housing costs. Their inflation in the 12 months to June was 6%. And just for some comparison, that is the same as Australia inflation for the same time period. For Kiwi voters, in a recent survey, 90% said that reducing the cost of living was an important matter for them, making it the biggest issue of the campaign. Yeah, and just like in Australia, New Zealand is poised to see a shortfall in housing supply compared to demand. So it's another big issue in the campaign. As it has been in the past, housing seems to be a perennial issue at elections. Uh, Also among the top issues is crime. In the past years, theft and violent crime in New 
New Zealand is up, um, in part due to better reporting, but also youth crime in particular was increased in 2022. Especially in Auckland, and that's where voters were more likely to rank crime as a top issue this election. Yeah, it's a city where ram raids have been the most frequent, and of course that's where people, uh, sometimes young people, drive a car into a shop in order to commit a robbery. And rounding off the list of top issues are healthcare and the environment. So those are the election issues, but who are the parties running in the election? That is coming up next. So, Claire, we are going to take a look at the different parties running in New Zealand's election. But the first thing to note here is that the Kiwi system of government is very different to Australia's. Yeah, so in Australia, we have three tiers of government, local government, state government and federal governments. We all know that all too well and talk about our cooperative federalism quite a bit. Um, In New Zealand, they don't have states, so the local MP is the representative to see for a lot. Um, All of those issues that we spoke about are the central government's issues to deliver on. That's right. And another the difference in Australia, we have two houses of parliament at the federal level. New Zealand has just one, made up of 120 members. Now, as things stand in that parliament, Labor won a big victory back in 2020 with an outright majority of 65 seats. But a majority like that is looking unlikely this time around. Yeah, so if you're doing the maths and saying 120 seats and a massive victory with 65, it doesn't sound like a lot. Um, New Zealand has a system of voting that makes it very difficult for any one party to actually have a majority. It's called mixed member proportional voting and we would need a whole podcast to explain (laughs) how that works. Uh, But the point is the polls have Labor way down on that 50% of the vote that they received in 2020. Uh, According to the polls, it looks like they'll get about half of that. Yes. So after Jacinda Ardern resigned, the Labor Party has been led by Chris Hipkins. He is a man in his mid-40s and has always worked in politics. And the thing to note is that he was the health minister during the pandemic. Yep, which is kind of ironic because he's got COVID (laughs) two weeks out from polling day. He's conducting his campaign via Zoom, which is less than desirable when they're already pushing things uphill. Uh, To the main opposition party, that's the Nationals, and its leader is Christopher Luxon. He used to be the CEO of Air New Zealand. And since 2021, he has been the leader of the New Zealand National Party. And the Nationals, they're doing all right under Luxon. They're beating Labor's poll numbers with around 39% of the polls. But that won't be enough to give them an outright win in the New Zealand Parliament. So with neither of the major parties on track to form government by themselves, it's looking like they're going to have to make a deal with one or more of the minor parties. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes to minor parties, let's start with the Greens. They look to be in third place at the moment with around 14% support, according to those polls. The party is, of course, concerned with environmental policies and in a quirk of New Zealand politics and going to these coalitions that are formed, the leader of the Greens has actually 
actually been the climate change minister since 2017, uh, even though Labor won that outright victory at the last election. Uh, the Greens were in a coalition with Labor between 2017 and 2020 to make up the numbers. So it's an arrangement that they've stuck with. Yes. And as we've already mentioned, coalitions are the norm in New Zealand government. So that coalition that Arden put together between 2017 and 2020, it was Labor, the Greens, and it also involved the populist New Zealand First Party, led by a man called Winston Peters. Yeah, talking about podcast episodes, we would need a whole one to explain Winston (laughs) Peters. He is a really interesting guy. Um, But in that very big election win by Labor in 2020, uh, the irony of that was that his party got wiped out of Parliament. Um, They're climbing in the polls, though, this time, and it's possible that they could once again play a key role in deciding which of the major parties gets the opportunity to form a government. But there is another party that's poised to play an even bigger role. That is the ACT Party of New Zealand. Their acronym stands for the Association of Consumers and Taxpayers. Yeah, and you might be able to guess from the name, the party is really focused on economics. In particular, it's a really small, liberal party, which means that it wants to see lower taxes and a shrinking of the public sector. So it's a small government kind of approach. And they are polling at around 9% of the vote, which has led some commentators to speculate that the ACT Party and the Nationals Party might just have enough of the vote between the two of them to form a government together. Yeah, Luxon has said, though, that he's very interested in working with both ACT and New Zealand First, which would be a big change in direction for New Zealand after six years of Labor in charge. And that is your shortcut to New Zealand's general election. That is it for us today. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista. Tell your hairdresser. Whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.